I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. I really don't care if everybody likes it. I care that the right people found me. I care that my clients are graduating with success in something they've struggled with their whole life. Mm. And that I can keep a business going that supports my family and is able to continue to have impact. Don't forget what you're about. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. If you're enjoying this podcast, and we hope you are, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to hear what you think. But before we go any further and get into the good stuff we're talking about today, Jesse, what are you drinking? I know it's cocktails and content creation. Um, cocktails first. Cocktails first, but I'm actually just <laughs> drinking a coffee. Um, I usually have like Starbucks at home. And so I'm on my second cup of at home Starbucks, black coffee, no sugar, no, no milk. I just need all the caffeine in its, in its glory. <laughs> the way you said that, it sounded like you have a Starbucks at your home. I know. No, I don't. Well... My at-home Starbucks. My at-home Starbucks. No, I I just make it in the Keurig. Oh, okay. I, George isn't like in a barista's uniform. So well, what's it. really funny is my husband <laughs> goes out to Starbucks to get a Starbucks, even though we have Starbucks coffee in the canister where he can make it at home in the Keurig, but he likes to get out of the house, drive I don't a quarter of the mile down the street to go get his Starbucks, and he <laughs> knows the barista there. So I think it's like his little daily dose of like sanity yeah (laughs) yeah. no i totally i totally get it you know it's it's in this day and age of like you know just trying to you know enjoy and trying to get back to some kind of normal Mm -hmm. those little little, well they they're not even luxuries but now they are you know we all kind of appreciate exactly that like for me i'm drinking uh raspberry pink lemonade polar seltzer that actually sounds really good it is, you know, it's an it's it's kind of funny because it's a no guilt play and pun intended mm-hmm. for today. No guilt little treat. I really enjoy it. So in a way sponsored. Start it's, this is not a Starbucks or Polar Seltzer sponsored show, guys. We just enjoy this mm-hmm. a lot. So, you know, we're gonna get right into our conversations. For episode 21, we're gonna be speaking with Melissa Landry, a registered dietitian and nutritionist. She's gonna be talking with us about her content strategy, including how she leverages graphics and images to support her message and her content marketing, primarily through her Instagram which she has grown to over 30,000 followers. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Today, we have a wonderful guest with us. We have Melissa Landry. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist supporting women in bigger bodies who want to live a life without food guilt and body shame. She teaches her no guilt framework through online coaching programs, courses, and community support. And in addition, Melissa has her own podcast she co-hosts called Break this the diet cycle, as I'm tripping over my words. Break the <laughs> diet cycle, where she regularly talks with expert guests about how you two can become the first in your family to move on from generational dieting struggles. So welcome, Melissa. We are excited to have you on here. And we're going to be talking not so much necessarily about, um, you know, the the overarching thing that you teach, but what we're really interested in knowing is how you actually connect with your audience through your Instagram, but maintain authenticity and really tell your message in a way that I have found super, super captivating, both with a mix of 
imagery and uh, your captions and your just your your overall showing up on IG. So welcome today. We are excited to have you. Thank you, Jesse. I'm excited to be here and thanks for the great intro. So first off, Melissa, I must ask you the question of the of our show, I should yes, say. Yes. What are you drinking? So at the time of this recording, it is 11.09 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I am still nursing a coffee from this morning, currently in this exact moment. Um, But I got to tell you that red wine has been and always is my drink of choice. Big Tempranillo fan, Montepulciano fan, anything like bold and peppery, Hmm. big red wine fan. Now. I am so lost on even what that I know. <laughs> type of well, wine that is. But it's only like a snob now. Like I, I, I feel like you know the people who know wine. It's like give us a give it a rest. You don't taste leather. Well, um, like the only <laughs> thing I know about red wine is that um, Meghan Markle named her lifestyle blog the Tig when she had one. She named it the Tig after Tigger Tiggerello Tig. Take a something or other. Oh, that is, is that is, is up uh, my pay grade. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're not that we're not snobs here. We're not I snobs. just and, know and if I like cool. it or don't like it. And lately we've been really on the Boda box wine kick. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever if you drink boxed wine, but Boda I saw box. something on your feed that you've been uh, going through those maybe faster than you might like to be, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> there's not much else to do right now. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, I'm just on the seltzer kick because I figure, you know, why why start a new vice, <laughs> new habit. <laughs> A new bad habit. Not bad. Not bad. We're not judging. Here. I know. Well, not people judging. find my feed. They're going to know I'm a big stickler for this, this <laughs> labeling language on foods. Oh. <laughs> Maybe no, we can talk, we'll talk about that, how that weaves into the message today. Because that's, that's an go. important thing. Yes. There you go. Yes, I very agree. exciting about it. So why don't you just tell us, and, you know, I gave like a pretty lengthy intro, but let's hear it from you. What it, tell us about your journey and what it is that you, you actually have going on. Mm-hmm. So I um, started uh, my, my journey wanting to be a nurse, actually. So I'm in college. I want to be a nurse. I'm watching an episode of ER one day, and I'm having, like, a panic attack watching blood. And I'm like, Melissa, is this really the best fit for you to become a registered nurse if you can't handle the TV depiction of an emergency? So um, at the time, I'm taking a nutrition course, fell in love with the idea of prevention, you know, preventing people from having disease versus, you know, jumping in when they're bleeding out. So quickly made that <laughs> that pivot. Um, you know, from there, I start moving through my registered dietitian training. Um, it is a very weight loss focused um, world that we live mm, in. And there's imagine. reasons for this. Um you know, we can, we can talk more about that and how that weaves into the message. But over time, I'm finding that my clients consistently, if they do lose weight, they can't keep it off. Or if they are keeping it off, they're using methods that if they were in smaller bodies, we might call disordered eating and be very concerned with. And I start to pair this with my mom's story. She is in a bigger body, always has been, always will be. Um, I think like many of our moms was a chronic dieter, had a lot of self-esteem issues around that. And so I started putting this together, like, okay, my clients can't do it. My mother couldn't do it. And come to find out the research shows that most people who try to lose weight can't do it long-term. There are biological reasons for this. We know that diets don't work and that there is another way. And so it's very difficult in the medical system, working in hospitals that are super established to try to do this work in a way that's supported because the status quo says we have to make everyone lose weight. That is health. That is worth 
we know that this isn't true. So I decided to make my own way uh, through my business, started doing one-to-one coaching, eventually learned that people love group support, made group models, finally distilled my framework into a course. And I positioned all of that through uh, Instagram to begin on social media, but slowly started weaving out into email marketing, blog writing, um, LOL. I started on TikTok, still figuring that out. Um, You're better than we are. (laughs) uh, Go see it. Um, It's it's slowly learning how to like start mastering one social media platform. And then once you've got your messages down, how do I spin that out and optimize it and keep going? So I started as a dietitian, wound up in like a content marketing space, um, but I love it and I love learning about it and I love figuring all of that out. So, well, I think how, you're that's so how we got here. <laughs> I think you're so good at it because you can tell you're extremely passionate about this topic, but also like discovering in your own journey, like what the, what the pitfalls have been in the past yeah. and like, mm-hmm. you know, and how you're trying to change the way we think about it. And that really resonates in, in your messaging on your yeah. social media platforms, which is really, really inspiring. I think you do a fantastic job. Thank you. Which speaking yeah. of, you know, with your, you be, you know, the show is dedicated to creating content. And as Jesse's a really impressed with how you mix kind of those, those really neat graphics that you have. And you have that consistent, not only consistent message, but consistent look as well as, you know, images, brand photography. How did you come up with that strategy? I feel like in the past year, you know, graphics have really taken off on Instagram. So yeah. tell us about that. So I actually worked with a business coach about a year ago. Um, I'll be honest with you. I had such a hard time communicating before working with this person who really helped me to say, you know, you need to niche down. Number one, nobody can tell what you do. I very much had the <laughs> attitude of like, I'm a, I'm a, like a person-centered provider. Like they'll come to me and then I will make the plan. And that's the thing that I'm going to do. That was not effective. And now when I look back, I'm like, anyone who's doing this should look back a year ago on their content and be like, oh, sweetie. And then two years <laughs> before that and go, oh, sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. Like genuinely oh, yeah. all I had, because I, I'm a science background, I'm a clinician. Um, I very much like, like the arts and I'm a creative person, but I've never been trained in this at all all of my stuff looked like what maybe I saw in an infomercial. I was like trying to like regurgitate that. Like it was not, it was a carbon copy of like bad advertising I'd ever seen in my life. Um, so first just niching down and getting clear, like who am I serving? What is, what is it that I actually do to help signal that person? And then from there making mess content and, and studying that. So specifically with Instagram, using the insights to say, okay, like what, you know, beyond the vanity metrics, which by the way, Instagram got rid of the like count yesterday. Have you seen this yet? No, uh, maybe it hasn't no. rolled out, but you, you can still like a post, but now it just says like, like my handle, no more guilt and others. It doesn't say 600 likes or something like that. Um, you as the business oh. owner can still see the number of likes, but the consumer is not going to be able to see the likes anymore, which. So like, if I was to go to y- your feet, like, so I'm on your Instagram now, I yeah. mean, it's going to be old news by the time this is really, no, it still says I can still see how so many. So maybe it hasn't like. rolled out to everybody, um, but okay. it, it did mm. with mine. But, but all this to say is that like, likes can feel really mm. good and it can be a signal that, you know, you've got that kind of message that makes an imprint, which is valuable and good. But ultimately for me, I, my bottom line is selling coaching programs. And so I want to see website clicks. I want to see signups right. to my, 
my email list. Um, so really, I mean, I probably was a little too hardcore on this in the beginning, but I would every week go in, create a spreadsheet, look at what was performing against my own experience, like in stories. And okay, yeah, I actually remember a lot of people were messaging me about that content. And so for me, that feedback loop helped me to figure out, oh, like the messages I care about are not always the ones that they care about. Um, The language I use Mm. isn't always the language they use. And so, yeah, like the graphics can look beautiful, but I think, you know, Jesse's attention, like the captions and the words I use in those graphics are validating them against what my audience cares about, what they're really struggling with. And then I can weave in my why and my story in with that to help add the the like trust factor of like, hi, I'm a real person. I'm not just spitting back your words. This is what your words mean to me. So, um, so I think that shows though. No, sorry. No, go ahead. I was saying, I think that shows like how Instagram has evolved to like when or I, you know, you were talking about going back a year or two. Like mm-hmm. when I started my Instagram in 2013, it's because everybody was starting an Instagram and I was like throwing up a picture of my cat with a filter mm-hmm. and a filter and a oh, filter. Those filters were gnarly in the oh, beginning too. Yeah, I know. It was like as much as I could do. To but, like we felt artsy. We were like, just put that. Totally, totally. Right. And then I wouldn't put like a caption. I had no idea what hashtags mm-hmm. were or anything like that. And now it really has become this platform, yeah. not only to show pretty pictures. Like it doesn't matter if you have a pretty picture anymore. You have to have some kind of information or value that goes along with it. Right. Which that is your why audience w- is going to consume. Exactly. And why when you're like, oh my God, your visuals are so great. I think that's hysterical. I don't personally like, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're cute enough. That was created through Canva. Um, I love. I Canva. think. I think maybe they're visually appealing because there's repetition and consistency for mm-hmm. the audience. Like, I well to take a step back, the decision to use these little cartoon girls. That if anyone or ladies, if you go to the feed um, at No More Guilt, you can see the repetition there. Is because. I am in a smaller body. And so as I'm depicting these images for my ideal client who is in a bigger body, there is, there can be the risk of assuming that the way I eat would produce that body, which I do not want to reinforce the, the feeling of like, this person isn't actually going through what I'm going through. And so the use of the avatar helps my ideal client who isn't a bigger body who may have mistrust of dietitians that have suggested things in the past that were traumatic and harmful, um, perhaps has undergone bullying or other things from folks who are in smaller bodies that helps to deliver the message in a way that's more neutralized for them. And so that was a design decision to create these avatars as a way of connecting with my audience, even because I'm different from them. And then through that, I can actually have conversations of like, what is the difference between the treatment smaller size body folks and bigger size body folks have? How has that impacted you? And here is how my solution can actually support you in a different way than you have in the past. So again, all of this is coming from like strategy always. Like if you if you don't start there, your, your images are not going to work. <laughs> I don't care how beautiful they are or how cool they totally. are. Well, I think um, I think there's a couple things that I see here. One is when you talk about your avatar, I think a lot of women that are starting coaching programs, this is actually a really big thing you you t- touched upon that I think a lot of them struggle with. If they're teaching something where and you know, you you hear it all the time like a lot of you know, in in that situation a lot of the times they are 
the story. They mm-hmm. are right. they are their ideal client in mm-hmm. many cases. They're teaching something they've personally overcome. They're teaching something they've been through. And like you had mentioned, you're not necessarily in a bigger body. You experienced it through the lens of like your mom and, you know, that weaves into your story really heavily. So I think that's really great that you've been able to connect with your audience, even though you aren't necessarily have the same struggles. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of, I forget, I forget it right now, Uh, but there's a lot of talk too about like especially in the wellness world, like the use of bodies as a marketing tool, because, you know, it doesn't matter what we eat or how we move. We're all going to have different shapes and sizes at the end of the day that that's a reality. Um, and if you think about your body as product placement, that is not actually supportive to the consumer in all instances. And so I think a lot of, especially people in what's called the anti-diet space where I kind of hang out, are trying to move away from, and you hear this, a dietitian's awful, but like, yo, your body is your business card. That's a terrible thing to say to somebody who's gone through seven years of scientific training. There are dietitians in bigger bodies who are extremely qualified, would, would be an excellent counselor to so many people. Um, so a lot of us are trying to move away from and being very strategic with like, if my body's in a photo, what is that communicating? What's the caption underneath that? Um, I know Jesse, when we took our, our photographs together, I was trying to navigate that with you, um, planning ahead for like, when I take these images, what are the captions going to be underneath this likely so that if my full body's in frame, I know that I'm not giving a food or a movement message. I'm talking about me or there's some storytelling behind that. Exactly. The, um, the other thing I see with your, your graphics that, um, you know, I think that I want to ask you about is you do a lot of like. I don't, I don't know if you want to call it like myth busting or like mm-hmm. where you're like this, like mm-hmm. not this or this, like this mm-hmm. versus that. So talk a little bit about that and why maybe that seems to like help convey your message so well. Cause I think it, I think it does. And I think, yeah. um, you know, our, does. Yeah. our audience could learn a little bit about what the strategy is behind that. Yeah. So those it's often called side-by-side posts or, you know, you know, that's kind of the term I always okay. use for my side-by-side post where essentially I'll create a line down the center of the Instagram graphic. And you're trying in that moment to take them from where they are to where you want them to be. It's literally when you're doing any type of storytelling in your marketing, you know, you, you want to have to hook them like, are you here? Do you want to be here? Right. Insert solution in the middle. That's what that right. graphic does in a very quick way for someone's mind as they're scrolling through a feed. Um, In my case, I think it lends itself especially nicely because what I'm doing is trying to shift from a status quo thinking of like, everyone should be losing weight. Weight loss is the most important thing. You should be pursuing the latest diet and actually saying like, hey, what's it really like to be in a diet? Because the other, what I'm really hearing from you guys is you're hungry all the time. You're binging at night. You feel insecure no matter what size you are. That's what I'm hearing. So that's left side of the graphic. And what if it was this way? So it's a quick way to, to show them kind of a complex paradigm shift mm-hmm. um, where hopefully they slow down, they read the caption, and they hang out a bit longer to find out more. Well, exactly with that caption, you know, the, the, the graphics could really stand on their own. Mm-hmm. But you write some really informative and entertaining mm-hmm. captions in, in a sphere where it really isn't an, ent- an entertaining industry, right? Mm-hmm. How do you come up with these captions? And, and 
then my other question, how do you keep them organized and planned out? Oh, uh, I don't know if I'm a, a role model in the organization. I'm actively figuring that out. Um, we all <laughs> like, actually, if you have any solutions for me, I'd love to hear them. Um, <laughs> in terms of writing the captions, I will tell you, I probably spent too long on them in the beginning. Um, but I also value that because I think I was learning and I think now the repetition of it, I could probably write a caption in 30 seconds in, in a way that looks like that, that has that little entertaining, like my kind of personality in it that has the notes that, so I, I don't actually have a formula for you except to like get out there and start doing it, study what works. Mm-hmm. Um, notice yeah. the, the, the posts that perform well, and then maybe recycle those captions in some way. Maybe there's some aspect of it that you need to repeat. That's honestly how I've kind of come to, to pass with all the, the caption writing. No, that's a great idea because I think so many people are, well, I, I know a couple of my friends have been kind of u- reusing photos, you know, from mm-hmm. a year ago or two years ago, because who's going anywhere, right? When I'm talking about like lifestyle and fashion bloggers. And I think some people are so afraid to reuse their yeah. material when it, I mean, you've already gotten, you have it written. Up. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I'm sure with, you know, your, you know, all the materials you have for your programs, you've mm-hmm. got a ton more material there that you can be repurposing. Exactly. exactly. Do you ever feel like, so one thing that I, I've lately been struggling with and I'm pretty good at, I feel like coming up with content to write is like just constantly hammering the message. Do you ever yeah. feel like you're ever over hammering the message? I know that wasn't really a question on our, on our list, but I'm wondering, yeah. Or do yeah. you just sort of take little bits and alternate it or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I'm still learning how to feel comfortable with this. Yeah. I have, pro- I have been doing this particular message and style probably for a little over a year and a half now. And that what that means is that I have anywhere from like, I don't know, I want to say like 200 to 300 original visuals and captions now at this point, which is way too many for those listening. Okay. Like that is way (laughs) more than you need. Like I, my preference is to kind of overwork and through that learn things that help me Mm -hmm. with repetition down the line. So over the past year and a half, I've been working. Can we swear? Can I swear? If you'd like in this podcast. Okay. Well, you have to to check explicit when you post it. (laughs) I've been That's working. That's up to Kate. Kate's I, the podcast editor. I always, I can always just. Oh, we about to, we about to, go there and roll our sleeves up. Um, <laughs> I worked my ass off the past year and a half on Instagram. Oh, that's fine. Um, that's not even a bad swear. I know. I'm such a, <laughs> yeah. I'm such a little sweetie. Um, <laughs> I worked really, really hard. Probably harder than a lot of people would call efficient or say that you should. But my personal preference and my personal walk away from that is like, I intimately know my content now. I intimately know how to do this. I'm now at a point where I am able to start thinking about systems to organize this content and meaningfully, I feel pass it off to somebody else in a way that they are going to understand the spirit, the what's working. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Kate is a copywriter. You would be like, you really could have done this sooner. But like I, <laughs> for me, I needed to figure out who I was before I felt comfortable. Of course. Passing this off in any way that, that I, I stopped feeling like I'm, oh my God, I'm repeating myself all the time. Um, one thing you're going to know, like I have what, like 30 something thousand followers right now. 
one thing that surprised me as my following grew, not all 30,000 of them are engaging with you all the time. When you start to look at your numbers, you're like, wow, actually a relatively small subset of this 30K are interacting on a daily basis. Like I thought that 30K meant 30K people are watching you every day. That's not actually what's happening. No. I don't care how big the feed is. That's the reality. And so what that means is there is actually a rotating door of new people who are coming and go. You can see in your insights that um, you lose a certain number of followers a day. That's a good thing. (laughs) They're they're not meant to be in your space. They're not wanting to engage. Mm Mm-hmm. So that repetition is super, super important. Like you want to hammer your message home because the audience is always changing. Um, In my case, the message is brand freaking new. They've never really heard some of these messages before. And so I need to be, my client usually follows my feed for three to six months before they actually feel brave enough to apply because there's a lot of internal readiness that needs to be there to do body image work and disordered eating work. So well, and also not to not to break down what you do, because obviously what you're doing is is so much bigger than sales. Right. But like they've said that you have to see something so many times Correct. before you buy into it. And yeah. essentially, that's kind of what your Instagram does is it kind of it kind of acts as that's that reminder. Hey, I'm here. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm here. And especially if you're repeating that same message over and over again, it's not going to change. The, those people are going to realize, okay, this woman really believes this stuff and this right. is what she can right. do for me. Right. The message isn't changing. And ultimately they're going to have one or two pains that are like critically important to them. And if you're switching around all the time with what your messages are, they're having a hard time being like, is this really the right person especially for what I do, this sensitive thing I've kept secret for so long, or this thing I haven't really been able to name before. Is she really the right person to work with on this? If I can't even get a sense of what her focal point is. So um, I used to worry I was being repetition and maybe my own, my own psyche was like, I'm tired of saying the same things over and over, but it's important. And the boredom inspires you to be fun and to be entertaining. Like I have to have fun with it too. So enter reels. Now I'm making sketch comedy at my home every day. (laughs) Well, I know we, um, we talked to somebody else. I think it was, it might've been Christine McShane on the podcast before where it's like, you don't have to constantly reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. And I think as, as creators and entrepreneurs, like we always think like, you know, what else can we be doing? But to your point, Melissa, like kind of overcoming that fear and stepping into like stepping into that message and saying, this is really why they're here. They want to hear this message. And so Mm -hmm. that's, I I think I mentioned, I was like struggling with that. I'm like saying the same thing over and over again, but there are going to be new people, but that's what, that's what I'm, you know, offering them. So I just need to sort of be confident and absolutely sharing it over and over again. And, and, and you're an expert, like (laughs) Jesse, especially you, like what you offer in terms of like, um, the storytelling aspect of photography and the strategy behind photography, like for me coming into work with you, like, I don't know that stuff. Like I, and then when you said it, I was like, Oh, that makes sense. That links to what I know. So part of this is just how brains learn and how Mm -hmm. experts transfer information to new I also have a bachelor's in education, by the way. This is why I'm like nerding out about this. Like, it's, <laughs> um, it's really important for new learners to have repetition, especially when they're hanging out with experts. If you're doing any type of relationship service based service, mm-hmm. you, it's important for the trust that they're hearing the same things. Otherwise, oh, that's so smart. how do you, so how do you trust someone um, and how do you learn? And it's so funny because I'm, I have a master's in journalism and we're one of, we were always taught, say it once and get out. 
Yep. So, you know, I've yep. had to completely relearn. I bet that's a big turnaround. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, and, and, you know, I think sometimes it feels like you're, when you have that same message that you're trying to tell people, you feel like you're yelling at a wall <laughs> or whatever, or yelling to an empty room because of course, you know, with social media, it, and especially with Instagram getting a little bit harder with its algorithm, you really have no idea. And now you're saying, you know, the likes are going away. You really have no idea sometimes if your message message is actually getting out there, if mm -hmm. it's resonating with people. And if it's like, you know, again, if you're saying the same yeah. thing over and over again, it's kind of like, hello, anyone listening? And to that, I say, just trust that it is and have a bottom line. Like for me, I have goals around how many email leads I, I get each month about how many sales I have each month. Mm -hmm. As long as that happens, I don't really care how many people saw the stories. I don't really care how many likes I got or how many yeah. comments I got because the package of what I'm doing is leading to the outcome that I want. And that is something that people who are on Instagram, I think really struggle with because yeah. psychologically you do have peers in your field that you're watching at the same time. You can get comparisonitis. You can say, oh, she's doing that. Should I do this? He's doing this. Should I do this? And you start switching your strategy, which you thought about, <laughs> you know, you thoughtfully created against your goals. So that's something that I think has been really important to me and powerful to my growth is like, I'm not, I really don't care if, if everybody likes it. I care that the right people found me. I care that my clients are graduating with success and something they've struggled with their whole life. Mm. And that I can keep a business going that supports my family and is able to continue to have impact. So don't forget what you're about when you're doing all of this, because then you lose sight of, of your strategy. And that's, that's, what's keeping the success going. Oh, that is that you're I like wish... giving us a coaching lesson right here. Well, and it's, so I, 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 I actually it. cut in like a quote. I just start, we just started this thing where I cut in a quote of, uh, and I'm not cutting this out guys quote in a quote um, at the beginning of the podcast that kind of like sums up what the whole things is about, about. And now like that whole snippet that you just gave me, I'm just <laughs> like, Oh, how usually there's like one thing I'm like, all right, that's going to do it. Now I'm like, Hmm, how am I going to decide on what really so like, many golden nuggets are? Yeah. Well, I think people really need to hear what you just said is that it's goes so far beyond the likes, beyond the comments, because you are trying the bottom line, the yeah. bottom line, what's the end goal? Let's keep sight. Like, of why did goal. you make a business? Like, and even if, exactly. even if it's as simple as like, I wanted financial freedom, like, cool, pin that to your sales goals then like make yeah. it happen. Um, I think that that, that, that why thing is really important to me. And as long as I am centered around that, it doesn't matter if the post is ugly, if there was a typo, if I said it the wrong way, like people catch that people get what you're about pretty quickly when you are able to communicate it effectively. Yeah. So let, let's talk about that. Why a little bit, I know, um, you know, why you, you talk about your why and your Instagram and your, and your content, you know, so explain to us why the why is so important yeah. behind content creating and running a business, especially one that is so heavily involved on like the personal level of a service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially in this stage, day and age, I think people do like make a lot of purchasing decisions or not even purchasing decisions, behavioral decisions. Like, am I going to sign up for this email list based on shared values? And, you know, this idea that this person cares about the same thing as me, they can understand me. Um, probably compared to 20 or 30 years ago, I think consumers in general want, they want that out of their products. I think we see that especially this year. Um, so 
that inspiring message of like, here's why I'm here and here's what I think is possible is actually the reason why people make the choice. So if they connect with that, it doesn't really matter how or what you can, you're going to get to those details. However, you move them down your funnel. That's the thing that's going to make them follow. That's going to make them give you, give you their email address. So um, that's really what I focus on. And I still continue to refine my message around the why making it clear and concise. Cause I don't always have 20 minutes to explain like, Oh, this is my career. And here's my mom's story. Like I have to be quick and effective yeah. at that. Um, but I found that that has made such a difference. And often on my discovery calls, people say to me like, Hey, I resonate with your mom's story. Hey, I wasn't going to apply. I, I thought maybe I didn't need help, but I resonated with your mom's story. I know you get it. And so that's something that I've gotten feedback on has been so helpful. And do you try and do this with every single piece of your content or do you just kind of like weave it in, you know, when it feels right? Maybe take take pieces and. I do periodically. um, And again, these are all things like you're like, oh, these are good takeaways for me. I would love to get to a point on my feed where there's a more stable rhythm of my in story and reintroduction. I think I'm not, if there's something that I, I suffer with, it's remembering not to be like, so, so passionate. I forget to be Melissa on my feed. Cause sometimes I can get like, guys, I just want to make sure I give you this hot tip. And it's like, it's, it's just, I get too excited. So I'm, I'm trying to remember, like there's a, there's more to me than, than the business. Um, I think having regular rotation where you're like reintroducing yourself, reintroducing your why on an Instagram feed is important. My about page on my website, um, is a place where that permanently lives. I'm now playing with that on email marketing as well. A more consistent, reminder of the why. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't put it in formulaically. If I'm writing a caption, I'm like, this concept connects with a real life experience. I will put a sentence or two, almost like as a clause to say like, also, this is this is something that I, I relate to here. If this isn't just, you know, uh, from a textbook or dogmatic, what I believe you should do. Um, so yeah, I think it's a bit formula and it's a bit when you see an opportunity that it aligns. That's, it's good to know. I think again, going yeah. back to like, you know, the repeating the message and that's like, maybe, you know, I, I sort of think of like my content creation, like a little bit of tips and tricks, a little mm-hmm. bit of like educating my why and like my weird, which is like, you know, my weird would be like my dog and my husband, my dog's like sleeping back there. Like, and then they're also my why. So it kind of like yeah. intertwines, you know? So I think keeping, you know, an overall like hierarchy can help you with maybe easing those fears that you're sending like this, you're, t- you're saying the same thing yeah. over and yeah. over again, but it kind of all ties back to like those, those core values that you have. Yeah. The, the overall reason why you're doing this and you're here. So, um, but I like, I like what you had to say. So if you had to break it, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to kind of pin it to the photography for a second where like part of our strategy was to say, okay, can we take photographs that evoke the message? So we did part of the shoot where I had, I was sitting on a bed with a photograph of me as a little girl with my mom. Um, I like with a box of photos. And so that image now I have as an asset Whenever I'm telling that story, that can signify that for me or gives me a visual prompt to start Mm -hmm. essaying about a memory I had or something that that was really helpful and effective. Um, So just thinking about that, too, when you're designing your graphics or you're designing your your photography, like how is the why showing up in that, I think is super important, too. It's a picture. It's really cute. Yeah, it was great image. 
it was a great, great opportunity. Yeah, see, and I, I can only remember how warm it was in that room. God, um, God, that it was, was such, so such hot. A hot that day. <laughs> it was so hot that we live in, you know, for anybody listening, we're in New England and the summers can get really humid. And it was what we, we shot in. Uh, was it? August? Yeah, it was August. Yes. Yeah. It, it was no, high, no AC. High heat. No yeah. AC in this. Did not place. realize. And yet you look cool as a cucumber. I look dewy. Um, <laughs> I have that beautiful dewy glow. That's big right now. That's big right yeah, now. Big, big do. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that's interesting that you bring that up with the photographic content and tying that back. And everybody, you know, that's worked with me knows that that's really what I try and do is I try and like think about, okay, what type of message are you trying to send? How are we going to capture that in an image or what would make sense? And and I think with you, you had such a, a strong um you know, strategy going into it, like you knew the message, which was super helpful on my end. And I was just able to help like think about ideas from a photographic standpoint of what that could look like. But, you know, if you want to tell us a little bit about how these images do, in addition to like, you know, like the one yeah. that shared your mom's story, like how else are you using imagery to really tell and send, share your message? Yeah. Well, it's funny. And it, this is like everything, like you got to do it to learn what else you need. And I'm so excited to take more pictures in the future because now that I have the assets, I can see what's working well. And like, sometimes I have that like phantom muscle. I'm like, oh, I want to do this, but I don't have a picture for that yet. So I have like a list. So just be thinking about that. All of you listening, like, you know, if as you're designing, what would be nice, you can make a wish list that could eventually become a shoot for you. Um, but the side-by-side picture uh, post to bring that back around, that's something that I think um, I've, I don't yet have as many assets as I'd like. That's one of the things I learned that that would be nice to be able to have photos where I'm making big facial expressions, where I'm pointing. Now in Canva, there is a new tool. It's amazing. You just click a button and it says remove background and it's just your, you know, hands, body, hair, whatever. And that's really helpful because then you can put text and you can make yourself into an infographic. I always laugh because it's sort of, sometimes these posts to me look like, um, like the bus bench realtor kind of ad where like, (laughs) Like, like we're all making our own bus benches on yep. Instagram. Um, but you know what? They but work wearing for, the ugly suits. Yeah. So. No ugly suits and no like cheesy bylines, but like, uh, like Phil Dunphy or something from, from modern <laughs> family, but like they're there, those worked. Okay. Those types of ads worked. They're going to work on Instagram too. There's a reason why yeah. that's a standard. There's a convention around that. So um, you know, definitely photography where I'm making face, like facial expressions and pointing, um, assets of things like, uh, my intuitive eating book, which is the model I use my health at every size book, um, my podcast microphone, because we have a podcast, really anything like that. Um, some others I'm thinking about were for the blog, Jesse, we did one where I was like pointing at sticky notes and they have some of my main messages on the sticky notes. So I'll often use that to just sort of embellish, uh, a blog post in a way that's also reinforcing of my message. And then having a few pictures where you're just having fun. Um, I have some pictures of me and my husband. I have some pictures of me like laughing and walking around. So you can do a little bit of the no like trust posts as well. Yeah, I think you've done a really great job mixing those in. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were really strategic with your with your shoot and creating those like, I have an idea like you had a you had a specific idea for a lot of these, like, I know the caption I'm going to write, you knew that in mm-hmm. advance, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so we created that but then tying and weaving in the personal aspect of your life, which is something I, I do for clients when it makes sense. And you're working on a very personal level with people. So I think, you know, bringing in your husband, bringing in your dog, like that's, 
something that people can just like relate to. And it's almost like, oh, she has a dog. That's so cute. I want to read more, you know? And so it almost, I don't want to say like, it's like clickbait, but it definitely shows like it can reach your audience on like, oh, you know, like to me, you just like your facial expressions are amazing. And I know, I think who said it to, who was it your sister or someone was like, you just like, I don't know, can show every I'm very animated I'm very I got all the feels you do feels Hmm. um so I think you do a fantastic job and just thinking also of creative ways to use your images with the pointing and then even you had a blank notebook that you held oh yeah the notebook post was really helpful text to I think these are all so anybody here where you're looking to really hone in on like telling your message or getting creative with how to use your photos Melissa's Instagram is is a great way to start thinking about that. Yeah. And yeah. even the spacing, like we, we, I had chosen the notebook. A lot of my colleagues will use like a, an empty letter board. It doesn't always look perfect, but there is a type of a font that can kind of look like those letter board um, little things mm-hmm. that you put in. So oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. can be like this kind of stuff. If you're thinking about it, um, you know, as long as the audience can tolerate it, like you're not, you are not a graphic designer. You are not target marketing. You just need to make it good enough for them to stop and like you like, and, and, and for it to make sense. So I just put text on top of that notebook. Is it the most gorgeous thing of all time? Mm-hmm. But I get a lot of interaction from it and that's the purpose. So I'm seeing it like, and so I'm going through your feed and I'm, I've already seen it like three times now you've spaced it out really well but like mm-hmm. each time it really works mm-hmm. and now if you because those messages tend to be more bold or try to make them more like witty or impactful there's a repetition with the audience that they go oh it's she's holding the thing that 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 witty thing's about to happen like that's what you want <laughs> you know like it's like when you you're watching snl and like you know you see keenan come on you're like oh something funny is about to happen yes like, yes yes it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be funny you know it could be any type, whatever emotion that you're trying to connect with, it could be vulnerability, it could be honesty, it could be yeah. whatever. Um, I think that repetition is really important and it's part of the brand. It's part of them saying, that's Melissa, that's Melissa's posts or, or whatever. You can insert your name here as you're designing your things, listener. But it's really important that you have that repetition. So if you had three, th- you've kind of given us a ton to think about, but you've had three things to share with our audience on how they can better share their message and create amazing content, you know, through graphics, through personal branding images, which you talked about with Jesse, what would those things be? If you could break it down to three things. Okay. Three things. Um, you know, we got to start with the why. Okay. Write that down. Do that right now. What is your why? Mm-hmm. Your, your selfish why maybe, maybe it's financial freedom. Maybe it's, you know, I could never, like in my case, I could never find a hospital that could house what I wanted to do. Um, and also your like higher purpose. Why, like, what does this mean to you in terms of your values? So for me, this does have a thread on mental health advocacy. This has a thread on social justice and believing that all bodies deserve the same treatment. Um, and so those people who have those values will be able to connect with you. So that's number one, figure out your why. Um, number two would be to be consistent. Because if you aren't creating, you can't get feedback from your audience. Mm -hmm. If you don't put out garbage, you can't learn what's working, what's not working. And it's never going to be garbage. Someone is going to connect with it. And that is a start. So consistency is number two. And number three, I'm going to say be yourself and have fun. Because 
that is something I'm working with on still. Um, it's really scary to put yourself out there. I cannot tell you how many panic attacks I've had being like, I said the wrong thing. I, I shouldn't have done it that way. Um, that post was ugly. You really need to be prepared for that kind of thinking, know that it's normal and be prepared to sell yourself and it's good enough. Like it's okay. As long as you're getting out there, um, be yourself. Someone's going to like you. We're not for everybody, but someone will be for you. Another really good point. So I have good. to say, so, I have to say so good. So your why be consistent in yourself. And to me, like it, it's, you know, obviously there's a lot that goes into that, but if you mm-hmm. keep it simple and focus on those three things, I think those are really amazing nuggets. To you will by. figure it out. You will figure it out. Melissa, thank you so much. You know, it's so funny. We have people on the show to inform our viewer uh, listeners, but I think Jesse and I are the ones who end up <laughs> taking away more Selfishly learning from others. I mean, and I, I listen to this again and I'll be like, oh yeah, that was really good. Well, you help me organize. Like I have to organize my captions. I'm going to make <laughs> continue to make my photo list and be more fun and present as always. So you there also help me through this conversation. <laughs> Awesome. (laughs) Melissa, where can people learn more about you? Um, Best place is to come to Instagram. The handle is no.more.guilt. My website is melissalandrynutrition.com. That's where you can learn more about my programs and guide. Um, I'm on Instagram enough, I should say. If you ever want to DM me and say hello, I really do love connecting with other people. Um, whether that's as an entrepreneur or because you yourself struggle with food or body image, I'd love to make the connection and say hello. That sounds great. Thank you so much for um, sharing all of your social content marketing wisdom with us. And it was also wonderful. Touching upon some really important, um, you know, things that you help others work through. So we are so thrilled to have you here and be part of the cocktails and content creation community. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Thanks. Melissa. Wow, that was such a great episode. I I really enjoyed everything we talked about. A lot of really good takeaways. Well, you know, what's always surprising to me is when we get, you know, we we propose these topics or we have people come to us with these topics that they want to talk to us about. And then it ends up always becoming a much deeper conversation. Like we wanted to talk to her about her graphics, which obviously is very important, but you know, getting down to how she, you know, you have to have fun with it and, you know, be authentic. It's always mm-hmm. great to hear. And that no like and trust, everybody, almost everyone we've had on this show has said the no like and trust or something like it, the no like and trust factor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that is a big thing. And people sometimes are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, if you're going to buy a service from someone, if you're going to go into a coaching program or if you're going to, you know, uh, buy even a product, like you, you're going to do your research. And so with a, like a product-based brand, you at least want to know, you know, what's the product made of, where is it mm-hmm. coming from? There might be certain values that you want this company to have, you know, maybe animal cruelty or vegan. And oh, so yeah. building the, sending your message through that, like sharing that your brand has X, Y, and Z values. So I thought it was really interesting that we, right off the bat, we actually talked about messaging, um, and uh, how she actually hired a business coach to help her niche That's down. another common thing. Refined her message, which then allowed her to be a little bit more targeted with who she's speaking to. And her audience then is like a little bit more pre-qualified then mm-hmm. to eventually work with her. So I really like yeah. that we talked 
she touched upon that. That is a huge mistake I think a lot of content creators make is that they just want to, and I mean, I I still do it. You know, you want to just appeal to everybody mm-hmm. and you can't, and you just have to accept that. You cannot appeal to every single person out there. So it's really, really happen. tough. I think the best um, entrepreneurs and the best, um, you know, bloggers and influencers, those that have like a very specific niche, like I think do really well. So um, the other thing I really love about Melissa is the the use of her Instagram graphics. And she Those touched upon great. the side by side, what she called like the side by side graphic, mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm actually really interested in seeing how I can incorporate that to my business, because I think it really boils down to like the heart of marketing, which is like the transformation that you want your, your um, client or your customer to have, you know, it's like the before and the after the paradigm shift, mm-hmm. where you want to be. And it's so easy to do that with graphics and she just does them in Canva, which is amazing. I love, I have, I'm a huge Canva fan, even though I learned on like, you know, Photoshop and everything. I'm much more into Canva in design, you know, so easy. It's, I mean, you can get the pro, but it is, there is a free version, mm-hmm. which has a lot of features. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always an option. I, you know, for me, I don't, I'm now kind of wondering how I could use side-by-sides for my own because, you know, mine is more lifestyle travel based and everything. So maybe not using it like as my main image, but it could be interesting for like, you know, carousel posts or something like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But also like, you know, maybe when you're talking about certain outfits, it's like pair this with this or go from this, like, you know, maybe outfit. And then like you made one change and it's like a different outfit or something. Yeah. Which is kind of something I've already been doing with some of my blog posts. So I can just kind of apply that into the side by side. There we go. That's Mm -hmm. why we do this podcast, guys, is basically we're just trying to give ourselves ideas. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, you know, but beyond that, we are, you know, pretty serious about running. We, We take a very serious approach to running businesses. And Mm -hmm. even if it is just a blog or, you know, whether you're an influencer or, you know, an entrepreneur running a service-based coaching program, we, Mm -hmm. we really want to make sure that we're providing valuable content that can help you grow that platform. So one thing I really like that Melissa talked about is, you know, going away from the vanity metrics and honing in on analytics, really using that data to serve you. So I think a lot of people are just, you know, throwing haphazardly, you know, managing their Instagram accounts without actually realizing what is resonating with your audience and learning taking from that it. time. They're just paying attention. I mean, and I do it too, the likes and the comments, you know, and they don't take a, take a look at how many, you know, I actually just got an email from Google and my Google analytics that my audience to my blog was up 20% last month, which, and then we're recording this at the beginning of March. So that was February. So that was only 28 days. That's a really good metric. And I'm now I've got to like go back and look and see well, how in the heck did that happen, you know, and figure out how to recreate that and even build on that success. Right. Um, so, it so is I mean, something to keep in mind. Yeah. And instead of, you know, like you said, you're taking it outside, like, what is your bottom line? Your bottom line is to get people to your website. So mm-hmm. those website views and like for Melissa, she talked about, okay, are these, uh, is this generating leads? Are, exactly. Is this filling my, my coaching program? Because she can getting... get all the likes that she wants, but if nobody's signing up for her program, she's it not. It doesn't matter. Gonna, yeah. She's not, you know, and it's funny because obviously the big point is she's not making any sales, so she's not making any monies, but Melissa is just so inspirational. It was more, I feel like it was more the focus on changing people's lives, even for her. Exactly. You know, exactly. That is that's what really is what she why she does what she does. And I love it. Yeah. Um, 
and going back to that point, you know, why it is that you do what you do is, you know, she weaves that into her overall strategy, maybe not mm-hmm. like strategically, but she knows it's important to share she her why knows. so that, that she can connect with people on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and that's something I try and do. I try and share, you know, my story every once in a while, every so many Instagram posts, because to her point, you are always getting new followers and you want to make sure you resend your message, reshare your why so that people can connect with you on a little bit more of a deeper level and understand your values and where you stand from, where you're coming from. We can get so um, caught up in trying to create new content that sometimes we forget that, you know, it's almost like you're telling a story on Instagram. And sometimes if somebody just comes in in the middle, they're kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't, who is this person? Like you have, yes, you have to be clear on who you are, why you're there, what you're trying to accomplish. But also, yeah, sharing your story several times, don't be afraid to be repetitive because Mm -hmm. you're always, as she said, you're always, I mean, how many times you open up your your Instagram and you've lost 10 followers and then the next day you've gained 15, those 15 people have, are just meeting. They might be coming in at the middle of your story and you exactly. need to circle back and start with the beginning. I love exactly. That. Exactly. And I like how you guys got to talk about your, you know, your, it was kind of almost like a little mini session on how you helped create her photo shoot, Jesse. Mm-hmm. It was a real collaborative effort. And I yeah. loved hearing that, which I think people don't think about that. I think that they think that they can just hire a photographer and let the photographer take care of everything, which I know is part of the, your job is like, you know, creating great photos for people but if you have no idea what they want to shoot if you have if they don't know their message and their audience you're not going to be able to give them the shoot that they need right so for for me you know with with her with her knowing her message we were able to come up with some really amazing shots that Mm -hmm. we knew we wanted to get so having her message so clearly laid out was certainly a big help and if you don't have your message clearly laid out it doesn't mean that you can't have a great session it's just you have to dig a little bit deeper and I do that with some of my clients but the other thing that I loved about her session is we were able to with that in mind like knowing what type of content she creates we were able to create some really fun creative images that would help tell her message like her holding a blank notebook that then she could overlay text to that it would just you know again send home that message so don't be afraid to get creative with your imagery Mm -hmm. um, that will help support your message and as well with your copy too you know as, as a content writer you know one of the reasons why it's so easy to write your blog posts is because you're so clear on your message and your your audience, what you're trying to accomplish. But when I get people who give me a piece and they're like, well, I kind of want this, but I kind of want that. And they're not clear about who they're trying to serve and what they're trying to accomplish. I don't know what to write. So if you do, you know, if you hire a branding photographer, having that idea is is key if you have a content or copywriter having an idea of your voice and what you're trying to accomplish is key. Um, again, yeah. it's, you know, not, not things I expected to be able to not, not things I expected to cover um, right. today, but always, always little nuggets of information coming up. Um, if you want to know more about Melissa, you can always check out the show notes. She's giving away her three steps to eat without guilt to cocktails and content list- creation listeners. So you can find that over on our show notes, which you can find on cocktails and content So thank you so much for listening to the show. Make sure to join our Facebook group cocktails and content creation community and leave us a comment about what you want us to talk about. We've actually had um, people DM us on Instagram 
Instagram and email us. And we have used their suggestions for guests on the show. So please, you know, reach out to us. You can follow us on Instagram, Cocktails and Content Creation. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. I am also a educator for brand photographers. You can follow me there at, at the brand photographer method. Make sure to tune in next time for another amazing episode of cocktails and content creation. Until then, friends, cheers to your next cocktail or coffee. <laughs> and happy content creating. Thank you.